Hey guys, welcome to today's edition of the game recap from the October 25th matchup against the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, Peyton and I were at this game and there is a heck of a lot to dissect. So uh, I guess we'll get right into it. But man, starting in the first, that was just an ugly, ugly start. I honestly by both teams, but I elaborate a little bit for me, Peyton, because that was just a horrible start. I mean, honestly, it was just the worst, one of the worst starts to an NBA game I've ever seen. Both teams looked looked out of it. There's not much energy in the arena from anyone besides me and Chris. Um, we were trying to bring the energy for the whole fans. And, um, yeah, just a tough start. And especially for players like Ant, he just he really looked out of it, honestly. He looked like he needed to get punched in the mouth a little bit. And that didn't even change till he hit a three. And then you saw him, and he was just a way different player. But... Yeah. Um, the other thing I really noticed during the first quarter was Cat um, not getting his foul calls and flailing all over the court. Cat got teed up and actually Finch also got teed up in the first quarter. Cat um, is the biggest complainer, I think, and it shows even more in real life, seeing how much he, uh, <laughs> he argues with the refs. And it's not helping at all. It's, it's, there's two ways it's not helping. One way it's not helping is he's not getting up to go um, play defense, so it's right. a four-on-five transition. And it's also not helping because it's making the refs more mad at him and probably is going to result in less calls. And you could also look at it as it's being a terrible influence for our young players. We're such a young team. If they're seeing their leader, best player, superstar – do that after every single call when half the time he's just flailing around because he's getting bodied like he, he's not going hard to the hoop he's kind of trying to sidestep and he's getting knocked down so when the young players are seeing that they're thinking that's okay and it's just kind of weird because remember last year he said he was gonna he was done he was done complaining he was gonna set a good example for the players and yeah we're not seeing that much this year and that kind of that kind of leads into the next point is post game i don't know if you saw anthony edwards comments but they were very uh very different in comparison to cat's comments um peyton might have to go to church here okay so yeah so cat's comments were a little bit different from ant's post game um cat's comments were mostly just a lot of the same you know shouldering the blame on everything but ant literally went up to the podium and said the f-bomb he said me cat and dilo have to pass the f and ball and get our teammates involved well i'm gonna read the exact quote here talk more too yeah i'm gonna read the exact quote from my my favorite uh john john krasinski how do you spell john krasinski j-o-n craw k-r it's just a j-o-n that's the problem yeah so we'll read uh ant's exact quote here um he said uh wake up call wake up call for sure lock in lock the fuck in everyone coming in here thinking it's sweet playing the pelicans whooped our ass now it's now our backs on the wall again we got to wake up yeah and i actually really like that that, that yeah that shows me there was also i was listening to dame moore's podcast earlier um and he really really like goes into and like plays a lot of ants dialogue and it really shows that ants gonna start talking more and i think he is the alpha dog he's the new leader in the locker room i don't i don't think cat's the leader anymore and this game kind of proved it to me yeah, he. I mean, cat. I mean, cat had another. He just had a classic cat game. He started off really slow from the field, but overall, he did. He had a quiet thirty points. He was very. Um, he was pretty impactful. But Ant was the one who brought the spark. And once Ant started going there in the third quarter, the whole arena started going crazy, and every single player picked up intensity just because of that. We were a whole different team. 
Yeah. Um, so the second quarter, a lot of the same. We weren't scoring at a high clip. Um, going into the third, we actually dug ourselves in the beginning of the third into a 23-point deficit, I believe. And uh, that's kind of when everything started going again. That's when uh, I think Cat hit a big three, started hyping up the crowd, and Ant really got going. We were getting yeah. out in transition. Ant was hitting his threes. He was he went berserk there for like a five-minute stretch. It was awesome in the stadium. And uh, also, Pat Bev. Pat Bev's defense and his uh, knockdown three-point shooting ability in that game was kind of the difference of – why it was even a close game, to be honest. We, we could have been down 20 instead of 10 for most of that game if it wasn't for Pat Bev. Yeah, and then, so at the end of the third quarter, were we down four points? No, we're, so we're down six, right? Yeah. Because so Devontae Graham had a crazy shot that just, it was a great shot. Momentum killer, it was, because that would have been a four-point game, but instead that's a three-point swing, make it a seven-point game. And then, yeah, the, the other puzzling thing is we come back to start the fourth quarter and the lineup that we had on the court, um, if I remember correctly, it was J-Mac, um, Prince. J-Mac, Prince, Nas, Vando, Vando and Kogi. <laughs> That's just, I, that lineup just does not seem to be the lineup you want to have in when you're just finally coming back and getting in the game. And yeah, I know I, everyone was tired. A lot I, of t- yeah, a lot of tired bodies, but you need one of your. I I don't. I think D'Lo probably could have entered the game. I think he had the he had thirty minutes this game, and Cat Nat had forty. So I I would think D'Lo could have went in there. Speaking of D'Lo, um, speak on his performance a little bit. Obviously, not the best performance he's ever had. But are are we going to be too worried about it or what? Um, you know, he's he's starting the season in a slump. I guess get it out of the way early. Um, but yeah, it, it first three games, um. I'm not going to say I'm too, too worried, but it is a little alarming that your first three games, you play this bad in each of your three games. I and mean, it's not, that's not really what you want. Uh, he had nine point. He had a triple single tonight. This <laughs> Charles Barkley would say, um, yeah, he had nine points on horrible shooting and he kind of killed us down the stretch. He missed a lot of shots that would have changed the tide of the game. So yeah. And the thing with D'Lo is like, he, he'll keep shooting. He, um, he's not the type of player to when he's off, he'll, uh, He'll be more passive with it. He'll keep shooting, and that's a good thing, and it's also a bad thing, especially in this game. You're right. It kind of killed it, but I'd like to say I'm I'm not worried about D'Angelo Russell at all. I'm not ready to jump ship on him. If you remember, he literally hit the game-winning dagger last game. Like, he's he's going to be fine. He always, He's a type of player where when he plays good, he plays good. He plays really good, and when he plays bad, he plays terrible. There's really no in-between for that guy. Yeah, I would 100% agree. Um yeah, Fincher's comments post game tour. He kind of echoed Ant's sentiment of not moving the ball. He said he was really upset with the ball movement, and Ant said, you know, him, him, D'Lo and Cat. I like how he included D'Lo and Cat in it too, not just him. You know, put your guys under the spotlight a little, give them some accountability. Um, but you know, we got to flush that one. Bad game, I guess. Looking ahead in the schedule, uh, we got Milwaukee and undermanned Milwaukee at that. Um, they're down to their third and fourth string big mans. They don't have Brooke Lopez and. Uh, Giannis is having to play the five and the is actually coming off the bench to play the five. So that's, I think the is like six, seven. I mean, do you go out there and do you run uh do you run your normal J Mac lineup or do you have a Kogi out there? Cause Connaughton has been playing the four the last few games. That's a little Kogi esque, isn't it? Kind of is. Yeah. Next, speaking of a Kogi, man, he was a non-factor last night. One point. Yeah. And when you even look at the starting lineup, you got J Mac with three, a Kogi with one. And D'Angelo Russell with nine. That is not balanced scoring. So three guys combined for 13 points. And your other two guys had 28 and 32. So, I mean, that 
that's really just not acceptable for a starting lineup to be such low scoring. No, it's it's I, really not. I don't think they'll change up this this starting lineup next game. To be honest, I think they'll probably keep it the same. See, I, I I'm going to disagree there. I actually think they're going to put Malik Beasley in the starting lineup next game, and I I think for one reason, I think they're going to try to get him into a rhythm. Um, yeah, against the Bucks, I think they're going to put him at the three, and they're going to let him spot up and shoot some threes. And I think being in the starting lineup will do him some some due diligence because. Akogi, besides the first game, the the last two games against the Pelicans hasn't been good. Like, no. there's, it's actually it's just been normal Akogi without the steals. Right. So do you um. So you're gonna are you gonna start J Mac Beasley, D'Lo, Ant, and Cat? Yeah. Uh, like like Ant said, uh, we we need to pass the ball around, get some guys going because it can't just be those three. Sh- those three scoring, so you need to get uh, you need to get J Mac and Malik hitting shots. Get them in the vo- get them in the offense. Yeah, man, and, and there's no need to panic. This happens. We're such a young team. We're so we're so young, and it, this is going to happen on the way to becoming a great team. You're going to have these games, and it, you just got to put them in the rearview mirror and keep looking forward, and just don't put too much weight on it. Don't don't be so hard on these guys. They're going to be all right. I think we I think we got a chance against the Bucks too, man. Out Brook Lopez and Drew Holiday. Uh, yeah. they're undermanned. If we can stop Middleton, we know Giannis is going to get his, but if Middleton is held in check, I think there's a good chance we can beat the Bucks. I feel like this definitely could be a statement game for the Timberwolves. If we it, even if we don't win the game, if we at least make it um if we at least make it close, I think this could be very a very positive thing for our team moving forward. And if you guys want to tune into the game with us, we're going to be live streaming starting at about 6:45. We'll have the uh, live scoreboard up and we'll be doing like a commentary of the game. So if you guys want to tune in, comment live on what's going on, we'd love to have you. That's right. We'll look, we're looking forward to having the live stream tomorrow, guys, and uh, enjoy your day.